All right, I, I don't even know <laughs> what episode number we're up to. Um, this would be episode. Wait, hold on. I think I gotta look it up. Episode thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yes. I thought we had more than that. No. Uh, we stopped at thirty-five. Oh Lord, we're slacking. And took a, a little unscheduled vacay. Hiatus. Hiatus due to several factors. <laughs> Which is fine. You know why? Because um, it's summer. Yes. And we do a lot of things. Yes. Between work and kids and et cetera, et cetera. And Many podcasts. activities. Many activities. And so it was kind of nice. But it's now back to The business. grind. School is starting back to... Put in the work. Yeah. Head down. What is it? Hitting the ground, running, the pavement, getting yes. in the game. Yes. All yes. Those. Grinding. Yeah, we said that. Grinding. So, yes. <laughs> Welcome to episode 36. I am Elise Bach. And I am Roberto Cajigas. And you are once again listening to Misinformed Well Intended. Well, hopefully once again. And if it's your first time, then welcome. Yes, but our major listeners have been asking for it. Oh, I'm sure they have. Because you know what happened? We kind of went quietly. <laughs> it wasn't like... <laughs> it was a slow fade. So it wasn't like a, a planned, like most content creators that will tell you yes. like a year in advance. Um, yes. So we're taking a break because blah, blah. Don't miss it. Like, you know, it wasn't like that. It was like we put out the episode, which people liked it. And um, then that was it. And we didn't update. We didn't update. There was no like, oh, hey, sorry. No, no. It was it was just uh, life. Mm. Which what, was the, what was episode fine. 35? Episode 35 was your YouTube roundup. Oh, of oh yes, yes, yes. Of your favorite oh, that was a YouTubers. Good one. That was a really good one. I actually enjoyed that one. Did you look up any of those YouTubers? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't have the time. Why do you ask? Um, oh, so this, this episode is just a coffee chat catch up, we've decided. Yes. We're not giving you any specific content. So if it's a little all over the place. Oh, yeah. We're going to be prepare for the bouncing back and forth it's really just a what's on your mind expanded edition slash how was your last month last month <laughs> it hasn't been a month has it i have Almost. no idea I, I don't either it probably has maybe it, it could be a month anyways the last episode i no, i i was busy because my eldest had back surgery the the ma- the last major back surgery he was in the hospital for three or four days and during that time, you know, when you're in the hospital and someone's recovering, even though it's like uh, mentally stressful and, and all those things, there's a lot of waiting involved because there's re- only really so much you can do. You yeah, know? you just sit there. Yeah, you just sit there because the person's like sleeping or whatever. I edited the podcast. The, nice. That last one. And so by the time I was done listening to it about a thousand times, I just didn't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> and I do have to say, I'm very impressed with uh, your skills. You're, you're coming along nicely. I got a little better. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why I have been editing in- instead of Roberto, who is the better editor of the two of us, is because he's having technical difficulties with his laptop. But it's okay because yes. I have more time anyways. <laughs> 
Yes. I, I don't really. I mean, I have young children, and by young, I mean eight. But he's they're all self sufficient, so I I do have more time, and so it's fine. It works out. It balances out fine. Coming along. Enjoy your time as just on air <laughs> talent for now. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. That means I feel like I have to be extra. He's doing much better. If you're wondering, he actually. So my child has a very high tolerance for pain. Always has since he was born. And, you know, and you've worked with doctors a lot. Yeah. And as a parent, you obviously also know your child better than anybody else. But when you tell them he's going to be fine, they kept saying, oh, well, no, it's you, you don't understand. <laughs> they would say it's major back surgery and we're putting a rod in his back and all these other things. And I would then say, but no, you don't understand that this is the same child that cracked his skull on three separate occasions. <laughs> Oh, boy. And was totally fine yeah, yeah. all three times. Sure enough, the day after, if not even the same night, he was trying to sit up by himself, saying he wanted to go home, like he was ready. And then by the second day, they ha you know, they, they start having to move him from the bed to the chair and then trying to walk and go upstairs and all those things. And he was hesitant at first. Okay. But the incentive was to go home because he's just he just doesn't like nobody likes the hospital anyways. Yeah. It, well, um, that surgery is a very big deal. It is a big deal. Not to downplay it. Yeah. Obviously, it is a big deal when they're wheeling your child off, even though they're 18. You know, it still gives you that like. Yeah, definitely. He recovered fine. And then after he came home, we had nurses and physical therapists that would come and they were like, oh, my God, he's doing so much better than. I had a, a kid that had the same surgery and they're still not feeling okay. Yeah, I know. So it's so, it's really good when you're like, yes. your child is doing well yeah. and, and you see. No, he bounced back really, really fast. We're very grateful for that. And for those asking what type of surgery it was, it was scoliosis surgery. We noticed a, a couple of years ago that he would start, like his shoulders would hunch over and his head then, his neck kind of would sink down into his shoulders and then his head would lean to one side. Well, obviously, you go and you check it out, and because he's also nonverbal, so he can't really tell you, oh my, like my back hurts or whatever. And again, the high tolerance for pain is terrible in children that are nonverbal, because the only way that we know is when you kind of see him complaining, and when it really, really hurts, he does tell you, like he'll point to where it hurts or he'll approximate something. Can you see a level of discomfort? You can see a level of in discomfort, yeah. but he takes it super well okay whereas somebody would be like oh this is a 10 on the pain scale he might be like this is a six on the pain scale okay we took him to the doctor and he had has a mild case of scoliosis and then the top part which is was the most concerning was the kyphosis which is what they call with the hunching of the back so now he is perfectly straight that's good. He's perfectly straight. He's a little bit taller. It's really good because, you know, with disabled children or children with disabilities and things like that, you want to make their lives as comfortable and as quote unquote normal as yeah, possible. Yeah, definitely. And that was one of the major things that we thought, you know, and a lot of it is the social aspect of it, because if you don't key in on him you don't necessarily see that he has a disability or that he can't speak because he can communicate pretty well without words and he's always on his computer and devices and whatever so from the outside looking in he looks like a normal teenager gotcha, yeah. but oftentimes the physicalness of disabled children is what gives away the disability 
not to say that there's anything wrong with having a child with a disability, because obviously there isn't, and we love him just the same, but making his life a little bit easier in those terms. Plus, it gives him a little bit more height because he's on the shorter, <laughs> shorter <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our 14-year-old is like two feet taller than him now at this point. Oh, wow. That's what was going on with me. What, what's been going on with you? Well, we had uh, a couple of vacations. Yeah. Like a, almost back-to-back vacations. We had uh, one vacation for a week and we went out to, I think, like a little state park kind of area yeah had little cabins and just kind of hung out with the family it's always so nice go to the beach do lots of activities Mm -hmm. cooking playing games just casually hanging out chilling and relaxing so that was fun and then about two weeks probably after that Mm -hmm. we went on vacation again yeah uh to another like national park Mm -hmm. upstate uh, jellystone park national park jellystone Jellystone National Park. Not Yellowstone, (laughs) but Jellystone. Yellowstone is in Arizona, isn't it? Maybe Utah? I don't know. (laughs) Around. It's in that neck of the woods over there. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Jellystone, I think, is in Gardner's, New York, or Gardner, New York. Okay. Somewhere upstate. And it's themed around like uh, Yogi Bear. Oh, I didn't know that. So it has like, um, I think. That's the park, or the like one of the park, one of the parks. Yeah, yeah. But like it's Yogi Bear, um, Boo Boo, oh. Ranger Smith. Wait, isn't Yogi Bear the national park uh, mascot? Like of th- all national parks? I don't think so. Oh, I feel like that's. I feel uh, like that's something I need to look up. You might be thinking of like only you could prevent forest fire. Isn't that Yogi Bear? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it is. That is not Yogi Bear. His name is escaping me. It's not Yogi Bear? I'm looking it up. National Park mascot. No, you have to search only you can prevent. Well, no, I want to see who the mascot is. Wokey Bear. <laughs> oh, he's woke? <laughs> it says National Park Service logo and Wokey Bear mascot. He's the one that says only you can prevent forest fire. No, that's not him. <laughs> Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. Smokey the Bear. Yes, Smokey Bear. Continue. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> but anyway, the park was amazing, and we had a super fun time there. They had like a little water park, well, a little splash kind of water park inside the, the camp. There's a little creek, little river. Oh, but it was camping in, in a... In a cabin. In a cabin, okay. But the actual uh, grounds... Yes. You can camp in a cabin, you can camp in a tent, you can camp in an RV. So there's different sections within the Mm -hmm. park for all your camping needs. Do they have yurts? Yurts are the new thing now in camping. What the hell is a yurt? It's kind of like a tent, but more um, next level. Like a gazebo? No, it's still cloth, I think. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) But it was really fun, and we did that for a few days, and then to end the vacation, on the last day, we went to Legoland, Mm -hmm. New York, which was, it's always a fun time when you get to go to a Legoland, but it was super hot. It was like during a heat wave, Mm. and there's like really no shade in the park, so we were all sweating, and we buy those um, 
reusable cups that yeah. the park sells. Yeah. And I think it was like 17 bucks for a cup. For one cup? For one cup. Okay, excellent. Right? So when, of course, when I get there, I'm like, yeah, that's a scam. <laughs> and halfway into it, you're like, give Not me Not even cup. halfway into it, but probably like <laughs> 45 minutes into it, you're like, oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> it goes from being a scam to brilliant. Do they refill it for free? Yes. Is that the, the yes. thing? Okay. So you buy the cup and then there's refill stations throughout the park. Oh, and okay. as And as you walk, you refill it. That makes but sense. But they also uh, advertise that you could bring a reusable water bottle uh-huh. because they have reusable water bottle fountains oh, throughout like the park stations? Uh-huh. as well where you could put your water bottle under and fill it. Yeah, yeah. But when you buy it, uh-huh. when you buy the cup, the, you get ice and you could choose from, oh. you know, like 75 different beverages nice. and, and all this stuff. Uh-huh. But it was so hot. Like the park ran out of ice. And as we progressed through the park, it was like, oh, the vending machines, like the machines Uh wound up running out of ice. Oh, my God. And we were like, oh, boy. But it was still fine. Yeah. As long as you're able to drink water. I honestly think it's the most water I've ever drank. Yeah, I'm sure. In my life. In like one session. Were most of the activities outside? Oh, yeah, most of them. Most of them. There were um, some really cool indoor ones. And that's what like people would do to escape the heat. Would yeah, go in would one of the indoor so. ones yeah. or go into one of the shops. Yeah. But we loved it. The kids had a, an amazing time. Blessed, yeah. yeah, they loved it. That's awesome. And then after that it was back to the grind. Did you buy any Lego sets while you were We did, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. We bought some uh Corny enjoys the architecture series. Mm, mm-hmm. But we didn't get any of those mm. because you can get those anywhere. Right, right. So we bought like exclusive park ones oh i see i see that were like made for um the new york legoland new york yeah yeah because we bought ones from legoland and billand when we were there Mm, as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's about it well that's nice you might have noticed when you came into my way studios the empty (laughs) dog crate yes that is full of dog items we were so close to having a you were you're manifesting hard with I, this dog. Yes. Gosh. So we as as I have mentioned before on the podcast, we really want a dog and we've been saving for this dog and And not just any dog, a very specific A very specific dog, yes. She is a it's a, it would be a girl, a mini Dotson. So a sausage dog, wiener so dog. So a mini dachshund. She's mini. Yeah. Not just the dog. Not just a regular. She has to wow. be Wow. So that's even extra. Well, because we live in an apartment and we have giant boys and so it's a lot of people in one apartment and bringing a bigger, even though a regular size Datsun, is, they grow up to be 12 pounds, 12, 14 pounds is the biggest. But if we get a mini, the mini like seven or eight pounds is the biggest. So the, the same size as a small, as a nice size cat, basically. Okay, yeah. Which is all that we can handle, really. We, don't, we can't do a massive dog. We were super close. So we finally found the one that we wanted. We got all the stuff we needed for her. And at the very last second, the breeder had sold her to somebody else. So now we have to wait. So now I get to look at this lovely situation in the corner here. Uh We made the room. We kind of, you know, it's like having a baby. We baby proofed everything that we could, which really we didn't baby proof that much. But 
Because we're not those parents. We never were those parents. Okay. Like, we always had the electrical cords out, and it was, instead of taking <laughs> it away, it was like, don't you touch the electrical yes, cords yes, yes. kind of thing. Yeah. So now we're waiting again. You just pretty much have the dog bowl full of water. That's all you're missing. I mean, it's in the box inside the <laughs> crate there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're ready to go. It's It's like adopting a child that never comes. But you know what? When she comes, she's going to be the one that's meant for us. So as of, as of today, yes. how long from when you made the decision of we want a dog has it been since, since like the, up until today? The serious decision of uh, just this, that we want a dog or... Yeah, because yeah. you know or, there's that talk of like, oh, maybe we should get a dog. Yeah. You know, you have that talk, but then... When you make that decision, how long has it been oh, since that um, decision was made of like, no, let's go ahead and get a dog? It's been a couple of years, about three years, I would so say. So three years. Yes. You've been actively pursuing. No, no, no. We haven't been actively pursuing. It's really just been seriously actively pursuing within the last year and a half. So right after my cat passed away. Okay. Because that was the major thing was she was already 21. We really wanted a dog, but you can't bring in a dog into a household that is owned by a cat that's lived here her entire life. Really? But if the dog is a baby, why not? No, because uh, she also had some health issues at the end and we just wanted it, her to be comfortable. Oh, like, just so. Like, just, you know, this is this is your yeah, house, yeah, yeah. you know, this is your mommy. like, And not know. to cause any un- yeah, undue stress. undue stress or anything like that. So it was always... And Griffin's been growing up knowing we're getting a dog his whole life. So he would ask, when's the dog coming? <laughs> and I was like, well, Seven's still here. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we got to wait. And then after she passed away, then it became more of a serious thing. But she's not a cheap dog, y'all. She's she's an expensive one. Buku dollars. Lots of money. Yeah. So we have to start saving and, and all that stuff. But yeah, so that, that also happens. And now we're back to waiting again. Because you know why? It, uh, because of that reason, it, we're spending a lot of money, and we don't want to just rush in just to get a dog just because we want a dog. Like it has to be the right dog for yes, us. Yes, yes, you're gonna get what you pay for. Well, hopefully, yes. <laughs> and she also had to be flown in from Missouri. I mean, it was a, it was very, uh, a very. It seems like a complicated transaction. Um, if you go through a service and then they kind of take care of everything, you just basically hand them your money <laughs> and they take care of everything. Unbelievable. But you know what? I'm at that stage in my life where it's like, I'm either going to leave it for the kids or use it now when I want to. So I'm going right. to use it now when I want to. They can get their own money and pay their own way. Which is why, if you notice, the last time you were here, um, there was all a bunch of totes full of baby clothes behind me. Oh, that's right. Those are all gone now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Where did they go? So I donated a lot of them, but the really, really good ones went to my good friends, who also listens to the podcast. So, hi, good friends. Oh, I'm not going to say your name because I didn't ask for permission. She had a baby. It's been seven months, I think, seven months. I might have to correct myself on that one. Um, <laughs> so they went a lot to her. And then her sister's having a, a baby, also a boy. So a lot of the newborn clothes will go to her. Oh, so the, they're going to go to good use. Yes, because that was my fear. I'm a saver of things and I save everything. So I saved every piece of clothing. 
I saw, yeah. The it boys lo- it looked like you worn. did. I did. As we have mentioned before, I, it's not that I'm bougie. It's just that I invest in good things. Can we say it that way? Yeah, but maybe you, because you invested in good things, you didn't need such high quantity. Well, it's three boys. And yes. that, that was ages newborn to six. Okay. So that's that's quite a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. So a lot of the clothes were like good quality clothes that all three boys had worn that were still in good condition. And I didn't just want to put them in those donation bins. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so impersonal. Also, half the time I feel like they end up getting sold and then you're not getting any money from it. Like you feel good that you donated it, but not necessarily... If they end up getting sold, then you're not getting that money that should be coming to you. But either way, it's still getting going to a good use because yeah. someone's buying it because yeah, they need, need it. I guess. But it's nice to know that the clothes that I so lovingly cared for and maintained yes. in good condition. Yes. You're following the chain of yeah, uh, like possession. Yeah, like going to somebody that I know is going to use them and enjoy them just as much as, as we did. And, you know, that not only her, but her sister and then coming back to her. So it's it makes me feel good that they're going to a home that I know. Ah, <laughs> so sweet. And I, I was thinking about it and because, you know, you, you have to go through every piece of clothing because I hate it when people would give me when I w- was the boys were little and people would give me bags of clothes. And you go through it, and some of it has like a stain. Yeah, or like, yeah. And I you know you can't that even use it. You can't even use it. And I know that the in, the good intention is there, of oh my god, I have no more use for this. Please use it. But there's also that fine line of do I want to put that on my child? You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of weird. Like I do I want to yeah, put yeah, that yeah. on my child? Do I not? Like, but I was even though I'm not a helicopter mom by any means, I, but I was always very good at having them in bibs. Or like if they ate, spot cleaning their clothes right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so there were even like newborn things that were white that were completely like no stains on them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't think I had a lot of that. Yeah. Because no, we, we were us, always good at that. We always had blowouts yeah. every now and then. You get that occasional blowout. Well, that those are like goodbye forever. Yes, yes. I did keep one bin though. <laughs> of course you did. Of things that are, you know, like the, there's that always that one outfit that you're just like, oh. So there were a couple of those outfits. <laughs> you should be allowed to keep two of those outfits per child. Or well, three. They all, all wear the same clothes. So, um, no, I said to myself, I'm only going to keep one bin's worth. And so the bin is busting at the seams, but it's <laughs> all in one bin. <laughs> it has no top. The top's like... <laughs> It's like All the, the top is domed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's just being held by the two clips at the ends. But now it, it, it feels good to pass it on. And now I have my living room back, i.e. my wife's studio, which is really nice. Woo-woo! Because there's not enough room in here to begin with. But it, it was all for the dog that is not here. It's fine. We got all that stuff out of storage anyways. And we still have stuff in there that we need to sell. So you have space in your storage now? Well, we share our storage space with our parents and um, Brian's uncle. Okay. So there's three people stuff in there. And we were taking up more of the space than anybody else. <laughs> so Is mom, that because your family's bigger? or 
we it was a lot of baby stuff. Okay. So mom one day was like, um, you guys have to come and clean out your stuff because I need to put things in there. We were like, okay. <laughs> but we still have Griffin's crib, the rocking chair I used to breastfeed all of them. It, a high chair. <laughs> too much, too much. And nobody in our immediate family is going to have a child anytime soon. So too much. it is what it is. Do you have a favorite this week? I do not have a favorite this oh, week. Oh, I have a favorite. Actually, I do have a favorite. But it's a little o- underwhelming. Oh. Because I was thinking about it um, a few days ago. Is that an oxymoron, a favorite that's underwhelming? Is it underwhelming to other people besides yourself? Yes. Oh, okay. But I will, uh, I will talk about it. Okay, go ahead. So you know when you, I guess when we, we first moved into the house, yes. you get a lot of gifts uh-huh. and a lot of items that you can use, like kitchen utensils. Mm-hmm dishes and all this stuff that you get yeah sometimes you get way too much and you're like i don't need half the stuff yeah that we receive mm-hmm. so you weed things out and you're left with the stuff that you use mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then there's stuff that over time you realize i still don't use that so yeah. you get rid of that right yeah. but this item i have mm-hmm. i was like thinking to myself I love this thing. Mm. We've had it since we moved into the house, Mm -hmm. I think. Or either that or when we got married. I can't remember. Okay. And it's performed flawlessly. Oh. And it is perfect. Is it a vacuum cleaner? No. Is it an appliance of some sort? No, it is not. Is it um, a kitchen item? It is a kitchen item. Is it a pan? No. A utensil? I would say... Is it a kitchen gadget? You're getting close. It's a gadget. It's not a, necessarily a gadget. Oh. It's not an appliance. It's not a pan or a pot. It's not cookware. No. It's not a gadget. No. What else is left? A dish towel? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's actually uh, a spoon rest. <laughs> So what it is, it's a uh, gray silicone spoon rest. Okay. And I don't know who made this, what company made it, but okay. it's amazing. Uh-huh. Because, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll cook with something hot. Yes. You'll cook with tomato sauce, yeah. greasy, oily, all this stuff. Uh-huh. And you're resting your utensils down on your spoon rest here, yes. right? Uh-huh. Thing looks goddamn brand new. Oh. Brand new. Tell us what it looks like. It's the shape a, of a, a spoon. Oh, it's the shape of a spoon. Okay. All right. Like a big, uh, like a serving spoon. So it's like flat. It's, it's like flat. one of those that you stand the spoon. No, on. yeah, and it's, it's flat. flat. Okay. And it has like a little ridge at the back for when you rest the spoon on, it, it kind of lifts it up a little. It tilts it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it has a little hook, like a little hole at the end of it. So you could hook it or hang it. I don't know why you would, why, why you would want to do that. Okay. Okay. But. It's like space age material. Is it dishwasher safe or or manual? I don't know. You, oh. I, I barely have to wash the thing. Oh, really? You yeah. don't wash it? It's so, so good. Meaning like you run it on the water and it just like oh, repels oh. whatever's on it. Okay. Like full blown tomato sauce on there for hours. Wow. And I go, this thing is, it truly is one of my favorites. Oh. 
a spoon rest. And it's a spoon rest. It brings me such joy cleaning it. <laughs> well, yeah, you only because have you know to I don't like doing it. dishes. <laughs> yeah, you so only like have when to rinse it. I go like this, I rinse and I wet soapy sponge uh-huh. and it's done. That's interesting because it's gray and it's silicone. So you would think that the yes. tomato sauce would yes. make it that yellow. Yes. Sauces, buttery, yeah. nothing. Nothing. There's no vendor n- name There on is, it? there is. Oh, okay. I think it's Core. I don't know. Core? C-O-R-E. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of it either, but I will write to them <laughs> to tell them how delightful I, their product And is. you received this as a gift when you moved in? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, it's okay. one of those things of like, I don't know it just if, showed up. if we purchased it uh-huh. or if it was given as a gift. Uh-huh. You know, when you have one of those numerous registries yeah. of like yeah. wedding, moving into the house, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. if you just bought it out of necessity mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. you're shopping with a gift card or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I don't even know where we got it. Like if we got it at Macy's oh. or Target or uh-huh. somewhere. But it's the best thing ever. Oh, wow. A My spoon rest. My favorite this week is the beach. <laughs> the beach? The beach. I finally made it to the beach. Um, I don't think I've ever spoken about my love for the beach on the podcast. But obviously, I was born on an island. The island of Puerto Rico, obviously. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you just drive to the beach, go to the beach. So the first time I ever, when I was a grown-up and I came to New York to the beach, I'm like, why, why do you have to pay to get into the beach? <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but I yeah? think that's one of the words in Spanish I do know. Which is? Uh, la playa. Si, la playa. Very good. I think that's how, yeah, that's an easy word. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, why do you have to pay for the beach? It's just the beach. Like, you just go. Anyways. Um, that's like saying, why do I have to pay when I cross a bridge? I guess. Well, no, a a bridge is man-made. It's a service. It's not a service to go to the beach. <laughs> right? It can be. I feel like you're paying for a natural resource that's there for us. Like when you pay for water in no, your sink? It's, it's different to me for some reason. I don't know why I feel so odd about it. Anyways, not only do you have to pay, but the beaches in New York are, are we call them beaches. But the water is not the water that I was used to growing up, where it's like the still water where you can swim and play and yeah, yeah. But at least thank God it's a beach. It's some it's somewhere to go where it's sand. There's the ocean. There's the seagulls. There's all all the things that go along with beach. So anyway, so I love going to the beach, and we go to the beach during the summer pretty pretty regularly. I would say at least once, sometimes twice a week. Really, that's yes. a lot. Yeah. And this, uh, obviously, pre-pandemic. After pandemic, you couldn't go to the beach anyways. Yeah, yeah, And then this summer has been really rainy and cloudy and kind of, like, not very conducive to beach. So finally, the other day, I looked out the window. I said, oh, it's nice today, Brian. Can we please go to the beach? Sure, honey. He is not a beach person whatsoever. He just goes because I like to go. And we went, and it was lovely. But that's not my favorite. My favorite is we went to... Watch Hill, which is on Fire Island. Okay. But it's the preserve side of Fire Island. So it's not the where people live portion. Okay. It's basically a national park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, you have to pay for the ferry to get there. Now, is that section somewhere where you can, like, camp or spend the yes. overnight? Yes. So that that's the section where you can camp. 
it's a marina also, so lots of boats dock there. Okay. And you can stay there. And it's so lovely. I If you live in New York, I really encourage you to visit it because it's really... If you've been to Jones Beach, if you've been even to Robert Moses sometimes, which is closer to yes. Fire Island yeah, than yeah. Jones Beach, it's very crowded. It's very crowded. You have to deal with people's music, which is my number one pet peeve. Really? I hate it. I hate to be listening to five different types of music. I go to the beach <laughs> for the relaxation of it. Not to hear your poom poom music. The one time we went to the beach, Brian and I, there were these two guys walking around with their actual little boombox, like their own soundtrack. Oh, yeah, around. yeah, yeah. And I was like, God, that's not working for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, no matter what music you play, it's not going to work for you. But it's very nice because it's a ways to get there. First, you have to drive to Patchogue. Then you have to get on the ferry. Yeah, maybe that's why it's... It's very, yeah. It's, it's that's a why little not much. a lot of people do it. It's a little much. It. Yeah. yeah. But once you get there, it is so lovely. You feel like you're like in this little island getaway. And it's just, even if it's just for the day. And the water was so deliciously not too cold and not too hot. Because it was a kind of a warm day. So it's it, it, But you know sometimes when you go to the beach and it's warm and you go to cool off and the water's just too cold. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like in and out. It's and ice cold, it. yeah. Yeah. No, this one, the temperature was so nice. So you're able to actually go in the water and be in there for a little bit and cool off and then come back out. Are you a fan of uh, high waves? No, I'm not. Or are you like a low wave? I'm a low wave all the way. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But it was low wave day today, that day that we went, which was actually nice as well. Because, you know, they say don't put your back to the waves. So you're always looking out into the ocean. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because if you if a wave comes and it's too big and then you don't have time to It'll either swim out of the way or you know, pour over you, I I guess. But you can also get sucked into it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a whole different thing. I had that happen to me once. Really? Yeah, and I was tumbling underwater and the whole thing. And you're supposed to swim sideways, I think, right? It, it caught me rip, like so fast current, right? that I didn't have time to like. And it was scary. Like, you feel like it just soaked you up. It sucked sucked me up, and I was feet overhead, whatever. And when I came up, my swimsuit was out. I'm impressed you actually had a swimsuit. (laughs) I was like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) But no, it was lovely. But then all of a sudden, so we're chilling on the beach blanket, and we're close to the lifeguard station because there's only one lifeguard tower otherwise you're in no man's land with yeah no swim life. at your own swim risk at your own risk right so we like to be close to the lifeguard but not too close and we only have like maybe four neighbors okay which is not a lot yeah, when you think not, about no. it in new york beach and so we we start hearing him saying i'm gonna call it and we're like "Ooh, what is he so now my sister and i are like "Ooh, what is he called like busybodies I see uh, he's telling some the other lifeguard, I see dolphins out there, so you know what that means. Yeah. And me and Monica are like, what does that mean? And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, shark. Shark. Yeah, that's what it means, yeah. So sure enough, we saw the dolphins swimming, like, doing their little circle thing. We didn't never saw the shark. The lifeguard said he saw it, but we didn't see it. And then uh, apparently it was just an hour or something. Sharks are scared of dolphins. Are they? Yeah, because dolphins can jack them up. Oh. 
I have heard that that because dolphins they're are really actually the bullies of the ocean. Because they're really smart. Yeah. So they're able to maneuver and outsmart yeah. uh, the sharks. Oh. So and we like have to wait torpedo out for an hour or something. And then it was time to go. Oh, that sucks. But it was nice. We were there for a good five, four, four or five hours. I think it was. So that's my favorite. Watch Hill on Fire Islands. I like it. I noticed all your shells in the house. Yes, but those are all from various other beaches. Various other beaches. And it was interesting. You had mentioned uh, off the pod about the, um, what is it, beach glass? Yes. Because I never really uh, was that into it because that's oh. something that uh, one of my sister-in-laws was like, oh, let's, um, t- when we were on vacation, yeah, let's yeah. collect sea glass. Yes. And then towards one of the last days, mm-hmm. they did like an arts and craft oh. kind of thing and mm-hmm. made pictures with the sea glass. Oh, that's cute. So it was really cool. Yeah. So we were all walking around looking for sea glass. Now, I have seashells from all over the place. I have them from Rhode Island. I have them from PR. I have them from Florida. I have some from the Hamptons. And I always wish that I had kept them separate and labeled them, but I kind of just lumped to them identify, all t- yeah, yeah, to yeah. identify. But yeah. I just lump them all together. And I have sand, but I don't know where the sand is from. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I had wanted to do that one time too. Was to like take a little memory as like this is when we went, yeah, to this beach, or we went to that park. It's not really ecologically responsible. It's not because I I don't think you're allowed to re- remove. Um, I I don't. Is that it? Yes, I don't think you're allowed to remove. Then I'm totally illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say the the biggest joy, if you're a seashell collector, you will understand, is coming up to a seashell that is in perfectly a hundred percent good condition, and you feel like you've really found treasure. You hit the lotto. You've hit the lotto. And so now my children will just bring me seashells. Oh, good. You have your minions working <laughs> for you. Covering a lot more ground that way. Because they, they've been accustomed or taught, I guess. And, and it's not like I never actually taught them. I think it's just through like seeing me, right? And they will look down at their feet as the water's coming in and out. And it's like, oh, there is one. And then And then all of a sudden I'm reading on my chair. And they'll be like, here, mommy. And I look and it's like, oh, great. So by the end of, ta- of the, our visit, I have a little pile going. That's good. That's good. Do we have a phrase this week? Did you get a phrase? I did get a phrase. So the phrase that we're deciphering today is, is that a cicada or a bird? Or- I don't think you have cicadas here. <laughs> crickets that's not the phrase (laughs) that's not the phrase the phrase is give someone the cold shoulder oh come on (laughs) who's going first i think obviously give someone the cold shoulder is are you turning your back to them and saying like like your body because your body language right when you're wanting to talk to somebody or being friendly with someone, your body language is you turned toward your warm them. shoulder. So your your you're shoulders giving, are parallel. You're right? giving them the warm shoulder. Yeah, like you're, you like you're bringing them in, uh, right? Yes. Like you're, yes. 
But if you're giving them the cold shoulder, I feel like that means that you're turning, you're slightly turning to them. But I also feel like it might have something to do with the sun. The sun warms your other shoulder, but no, this one is cold because this is the one that's turned away from me. I don't think so at all. <laughs> what do you think it is? Well, it would be to ignore them. Yes. It would be to not... Obviously, it's to ignore them. But what, to where, acknowledge. where does the coldness come in? The coldness is uh, as a matter of being receptive. So when someone says warm welcome, yes. like you said, they're embracing with open arms, yeah, front facing. But you could, so it cold, could be anybody. Cold, part. cold would be cold shoulder, would be that turn around. The turnaround part of it the is, turnaround. is you're giving them the other shoulder. Yes, yes. Do you give Brian the cold shoulder? No, I do not. And when I think about giving somebody the cold shoulder, I feel like it's that, um, you know, when you put one shoulder up and you're kind of just like, whatever. And is cold shoulder just for like that specific instance? So if you and I are interacting. Yes. You're giving me the cold shoulder for that moment. You're not giving me like the cold shoulder for like that day. Well, no, All day she was giving me the cold shoulder. I or mean, is you it could. like. But at that point, doesn't it become the silent treatment? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, at what point does it go from cold shoulder to silent treatment? Or is it together? Is it do you do silent treatment and cold shoulder at the same time? You may not necessarily uh, use the silent treatment because you can still give the cold shoulder. If I ask you, how was your day? Eh. And then you just say, I, I want to have um, Burger King. For dinner, yeah, and you just completely ignore what I asked you. Is that the cold shoulder? It could be. I also thought of an alternate definition. So cold shoulder. So hear me out. So if I'm turned this way, right, and I'm looking at you, I have to do it. I have to move here. So excuse me if I hit my mic. If I'm like this, right, and I'm giving you the cold shoulder. Yes. And I'm giving you the yes frozen stare eyes. Yes. Is that also why? Cold shoulder? No. <laughs> <laughs> the frozen stare eyes. All right, it's time. That's to a little up. creepy. I'm 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 looking it up now. Please hold. Where do you think it or originates from? I think it's the olden times. Like um I think maybe Europe. Yes, like Victorian times, and that's why I'm thinking like the ladies would like look over their shoulder and give you like the cold stare kind no, of No, I think maybe like not the cold stare but like Lift up their yeah, scarf or something like that and just spin around. All right. So cold shoulder, according to Wikipedia, is a phrase used to express dismissal or the act of disregarding someone. Yes. Its origin, it's attributed to Sir Walter Scott in a work published in 1816, which is, in fact, a mistranslation of an expression from the Vulgate Bible. I don't know what that is. There is also a commonly repeated incorrect folk, and that's the word I don't like saying, etymology. The expression cold shoulder has been used in many liter literary works and has entered into the vernacular. It has been used as a description of aloofness and disdain, a contemptuous look over one's shoulder. Ooh, disdain. So we were that's correct. What, that's what you, yeah. That's what you meant by 
ice. Yes. Ice eyeballs. And even in the context of a woman attempting to decline the advances of an aggressive man. Ooh. Overall, it remains widely popular as a phrase for describing the act of ignoring someone or something or giving an unfriendly response. Fascinating. But it doesn't really tell us um, why cold, why shoulder. Because the guy thought of it himself and he interpreted it incorrectly. Okay, so this is I'm going to try to pronounce these words. That's great. (laughs) I'm ready. Um, this is the the actual phrase where it comes from, from Sir Walter Scott in The Antiquary. This is the book where it, it comes from. And this is the sentence. Ye may mind that the countess's dislike did nagang farther at first than just shooing o oh, the cold shoulder. So the countess didn't like something and gave somebody the oh, cold man. shoulder. <laughs> That's a burn right there. So there you have it. Cold shoulder. It just the, it comes from this book. So I think we kind of hit it on the head. Yeah. We're awesome. I, I, I kind of liked my son idea a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. That was a reach. All right, everyone. That has been episode 36. Yeah, I said it. 36. Yes. I, I hit the nail on the head on that one. We hope you enjoyed your coffee talk. We should have told them to get their coffee ready before we started. Or any beverage of choice. Yeah, I mean, if it's after 5 o'clock, a margarita. Margarita? Yeah. How about a beer? Uh, you're a beer guy. I'm a or a Jack guy, and yeah. Coke. Oh, no. Mm. Yes, episode 36. And things have not changed. So please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Misinformal Intended Podcast or on Twitter at Mario Podcast to interact with us. Please also comment and rate us only five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we can be discovered by more people. And as always, if you would like to submit a question for us to answer or a phrase that you would like us to ponder over, please email us at misinformalintended at gmail.com. That was like riding a bicycle. You never forget. <laughs> no, I still have to read it. <laughs> I have to read it, but halfway through it, like, I know what the next word is, so I, that's oh, why. Oh, it just sounds natural. That's why it sounds natural, but I just gave myself away, so whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we hope you enjoyed episode 36. Welcome back to this next season, as it were, of the podcast, and you shall hear us in episode 37. See ya. Bye. Wait, I forgot to say, see you next time. (laughs) See you next time.